Some of my peoples one time. All right, what up, what up, what up, ladies and gentlemen, you are back. Still rocking with the best. Is, is, is that funny now? See, it was funny the first time I said, now it's not funny. All right, what's going on, everybody? This is Across the Intersection podcast. We're back in here. I'm in here. This is AJ. I'm in here with Eve and Avery. What's going on? Hey, y'all. How you doing? Hey. As always, you can hit us up on the social media. On the social media. You like that? Um, on the computer. Yeah. All right. On your, on your Google machines, you can hit us up. Um, we're on Twitter at Across This um, and on Facebook as well, across the intersection. Please follow, follow, like, and follow. On your search engine of choice. And then yeah. follow one more time after that. Follow again. Um, you can always find us on iTunes, I'm Google. I'm not big on follows, but it's not my show. She was. <laughs> so, I don't just, care if people follow me or not. I see. All right. Well, y'all just disregard what he just said. Follow us. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you can always listen to us on iTunes. We're on Google Play. Uh, we're now on Stitcher and TuneIn. So Uh-oh. if you use those platforms, please, 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 please Uh-oh. go listen and, su- and subscribe to our show. Distribution. <laughs> Look at yeah, you. yeah, first step, tune in. Next step, Columbia Records, man. Yeah. I'm on my way. It's a regular old Russell Simmons, huh? <laughs> Hustle Simmons. Hustle Simmons. Yeah. Uh, as and as always, you can hit us up individually on social media. I am at Divinimus, uh, D I V E N O M O U S. Sorry, I interrupted while you were saying. Yeah, man, that 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 name is long enough. So I you mean, know, you, you, you can't. Okay, add. wait, hold on. Do you really think people are? Wait, hold on. Let me spell this out. D I. What do you say? Let me rewind this back. Hey, if you on your phone right now and you typing in, you know. D-I-V-E-N-O-M. Ah, oh, there he is. Bow. Follow. <laughs> oh, that's how yeah, it works. You see okay. how it is? Yeah. Got it. Got I it. think I'll make the name as difficult as possible for you to try to pull it down on Twitter. But I'm, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of those. On Twitter, I am E to the V to the E. All right. And uh, this is Avery. I'm on Twitter at a, a very good idea. This would be the perfect time where Dan should be here so he got to say his whole <laughs> www.dan.love. You forgot a no. W. A W. www.www.diary. I keep telling y'all we're going we gonna to get Dan on, on Twitter. I should just create that Twitter handle. And diary just pass of it on. And, and yeah. just give it to him. You know what, Dan? We're going to create you a Twitter handle and just give it to you. I'm going to say y'all follow Dan at Redeem Center or something like that on, on, on Twitter. All right. Anyhow. What's up, guys? So we are back on our regularly scheduled program. We are two weeks in again. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on and stuff that we won't talk about, even though we're not that qualified. doesn't matter. I'm going to talk. Y'all are listening. I got you now. We are qualified. We are consumers Well, you speak society. for yourself. I'm, 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 no, I'm, I'm saying we. O-U-I, like the French. Ah, we, we, we. You know, when everybody wants something, they get French. So what are we going to do about this? Speaking of what we're going to do about. So, um... Avery sent us this story this week that I thought was pretty dope. Um, it was a uh, it's a bill being introduced into the Senate by Kamala. 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 Yeah. And I thought I had it right. <laughs> Sorry. Kamala. Because you, you saw me lift my eyebrows up like, yeah, I had it this time. Kamala. Like Kamala. Kamala. There we I'm go. sure that helps. It doesn't. Uh, Kamala. <laughs> Kamala Harris and Rand Paul introduced a bill to reform bail and pretrial imprisonment. That's the best way to put it. Long yeah, overdue. now you said you said Kamala Harris. Senator uh-huh. Kamala Harris. So she's a senator now? Okay. How many Negroid female senators do we have at this point? Negroid. Negroid. That's a good one. <laughs> See, I, I told you, speak for yourself. Negroid. You're the only one that's qualified. I think it? that it's, at, at, what, two? 
Sure. Yeah. Anyway. I know she's Auntie Maxine is not a senator. No, she's, no, a, she's, she's, she's a rep. She's a rep from, from Southern California. From Cali, yeah, yeah. And yeah. has been there for a couple of decades. She's yeah. been around. By rep, what do you mean rep? Come on, man. You No, seriously. House of Representatives? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. not everybody knows I would what hope. that means. Okay. Well, they, you well, right, you know. right, right, because we got this big international audience. I feel you. Well, I no, feel I mean, a lot, of, a lot of our listeners are apolitical. We don't know how okay, this Okay, so, so we have a bicameral legislative branch. Okay. Okay, so there are three branches of government. That is a $10 word right there. There are three branches of government. <laughs> the executive branch occupied by one Donald John Trump. Then we have the legislative branch, which creates the laws that we're supposed to obey. Then we have the judicial branch, which uh, is comprised of the Supreme Court. So within that second branch, it is bicameral, which means that we have a Senate represented by two people in each state. And then we have a House of Representatives, the second house or the lower house of uh, the legislative branch. And the representation depends on population. And so that was agreed upon a couple centuries ago in terms of providing equal representation, quote, quotes around the word equal, uh, throughout the country. By districts, wow. right? Is that, is that by districts? Mm-hmm. Yes. Population of, what, 11,000 or something along those lines? I literally just got smarter as she said that, y'all. I literally like... So every 11,000 people? <laughs> I don't know about that number, actually. Okay. I just know that the that the representative uh, population of Congress uh, depends it depends on the population of of their jurisdictions, whereas each state, including states like um, like New Hampshire, still gets two senators. Or Delaware, yeah. right? Like I'm literally getting ready to go apply for Minnesota, well, like Iowa. Right so they get the I don't same. Know about you. They have the same. They have the same power of vote by Senate that California and and. Uh, uh, Maryland. Yeah, and, even states like Wyoming that have more Texas. head of cattle than yeah. people. Than people, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Right. And so um, when you say Kamala Harris, she is, what was that? Where does she fit into this? She's one of the senators uh, from the state of California. Now, you said she was a rep. No, 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 no we, we, we were talking about, we was being funny, talking about Maxine Waters. Oh. She's the representative, yeah. Oh, so okay. Rand, gotcha. her, her and Rand Paul, um, Kamala Harris and mm-hmm. Rand Paul, mm-hmm. he is from Kentucky. Right, Senator yeah, from Kentucky. Yeah, I think, uh-huh, he's a senator from Kentucky. So they have jointly um, endorsed this new bill. It's called the Pretrial Integrity and Safety Act of 2017. And these are one of these joints where w- one person is affiliated with a different party than the other, right? But they came together. Bipartisan. Bipartisan, that's mm-hmm. what that means. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yep, yep. So I read, you know, it's like an 18-page document, and I will... As you guys know, I, I just became a lover of reading within the last two decades. So, <laughs> um, as I started to read the the bill, you know, a, a couple things that joined, jumped out to me. And hey, you know, this this was your baby, so please let us know if this, you know, in some some things that that you wanted to pull out of it. What I did see was that there were the the majority of people that were held in jail pre trial had less to do with the actual crime that they were being accused of committing. And more to do with their lack of finances to be able to even just meet bail. And so for you guys listening, like a lot of people are in jail just because they can't afford bail. But let's let's start. Let's start from the beginning. A person's walking down the street. They get arrested. What happens from there? Because Mm -hmm. a lot of people think if you don't do the crime, I mean, if you don't want the time, don't do the crime. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the reality of what happens when somebody slaps some cuffs on you. I've never been locked up. <laughs> Don't we look at so you get brought into <laughs> you get brought into some yes. kind of police station. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, so you get taken to the the police station. You get put in quote unquote lockup, right? A holding, or a holding cell. cell. A holding cell. Lockup, holding cell. Not lockup. Like you ever seen a show lockup on NBC? 
Crazy. Yes. Oh, you seen that? You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, act number, what was it broken down to like acts or sections? Section one. Let's just call it section one. So, when you're put in a holding cell, right? A lot of times overnight or over a weekend, particularly if it's uh, uh, a Friday. That's right. the purpose of processing. Why do they have you in the holding cell yeah. in the first place? To, to pro- y'all interrogate. No, no, first, I'm asking. First, Kamala Harris, and now. Yeah, I'm just Kamala saying. Kamala Harris. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, again, the the idea is the people who get arrested are criminals. So who cares about their rights? My question is, are we? Who are we talking about at that point? We're talking about someone who's awaiting a trial. Okay. Right? And that person, according to this bill, like from what I read in the first few pages, was. 50% of those people can make bail after that trial. So, you know, you go to your trial for whatever you're being accused of, you know, loitering, stealing, murder, you fit the description, whatever. Mm-hmm. And your judge says your your bail is set at blank. Now, guilt and innocence has not yet been determined. No, has not been determined. But we're, we're, we're really just talking about that initial trial. And they say bail is set at, we talked about Khalif Brown earlier, right, in the, pre, in the pre-production, right? Bail is set at, Five thousand, right? Because I just want to use his number. Typically, when when you get a bail set, you can get out with ten percent, right? So if your bail is set at five grand or fifty grand or whatever, and you pay ten percent of that, you can get out and you're out until now is that the bond? The ten percent is the bond yeah, until you await your real trial. Mm-hmm. Now, according to this bill that um, Senator Harris—that's what I'm going to say, Senator Harris—that way I can't mess her name up—and Senator Paul have introduced. Nearly 50% of the people that are initially jailed, right, they remain in jail because they can't even afford that 10% bond. From the pretrial to the trial. Yeah, from the pretrial to the trial. So they, they end up- Which can be months or years. Exactly, which could be a very long time. Like Khalif Browder. Like- Three years. Why did I say Khalif Brown? Khalif Browder. So what, what this bill is showing, they, they um, reference some research in the bill. And they say that nearly 40% of the people that remain, because that 50% can't make bail because of the lack of finances. Can't pay their bond. Nearly 40% of those people end up actually committing a crime afterward because they were in jail for weeks, months, years. Yeah, they were criminals in the first place. Over, That's what a lot of people conclude. See, otherwise, t- why would they commit crimes? Well, when in Rome, you know what I'm saying? When, well, <clears throat> well, well, one, they weren't criminals. Yeah, they, they weren't were in the beginning. Yeah, they were held, and they had the opportunity to leave if they could afford it, but they couldn't afford it, so they remained stuck. So now, what it's saying is that the reason why you are in jail, which is not prison, but it's basically you know, it's a it's a it's a lower level prison. Yeah, jail, you you are imprisoned. Right, in a jail, you're jailed. You're behind bars in both instances. Uh, the the. Right, you, bars you, is bars. Yeah, yeah. bars, right. So I'm giving you these bars. Yeah, so you are jailed not because you did anything to break a law, but because you could not afford to Damn. get out. And so what that what it was that bill, what it was saying was that a lot of times the people who are convicted, people who are convicted of a crime and do go to prison, they can get out. They can get out. And because they can afford the bond beforehand, so, not just get out, they can get out within twenty four. Yeah, they hours. can get out within twenty four hours. Yeah. And so, so it that now it just shows you like there's not a one to one scenario where it's like the people who can't afford it are the ones who did the crime. It doesn't work like Excellent that. So point. yeah, so the reason why they're being held, the reason why they're being held again is not because they necessarily did anything, but it's because of the 
bail money system. They cannot afford it because why can't they afford it? Because they are poor. What's that word? Oh, the P word, poor. Uh, Poverty stricken. So listen, listen to some of these statistics that are mentioned in the bill. For people who didn't commit a crime, remember, they're just being held. If they're held for two to three days, they're 17% more likely to commit a crime. If they're held for four to seven days, they're 35% more likely to commit a crime. And if they're held from eight to 14 days, they are 51% more likely to commit an actual crime. Now, remember, we're talking about just being held right. in jail right. because they could not make that that bond. Now, I now I bet you that the that the reason why they commit they commit that crime or are more likely to commit the crime has very little to do with the days in which that they spend in prison, but their circumstance. Of course. And uh, if they're unable to get out after seventeen days, they were they they were they were probably in a bad situation to begin with. Right. And um, what I found interesting about that bill uh, was that it pointed about the economic incentive for doing this. So the bail reform bill is proposing grants to be administered to states within the United States. Is, Grant, is, is that a country? <laughs> Northern, I'm well, a state can be a country. <laughs> oh, no, I'm hence, Secretary of State. I need for you to back but, up for just a second. Yes. Um, can you explain this economic uh, incentive that you're talking about? Yeah, sure, sure. So, so what I was saying was, was that the economics work like this. Define the word economics. We just go interrogate everybody. <laughs> the, 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 that's good. I need, I, need to, I need to look that up so I can give you a, a, a textbook definition. The way in which the money works, how the money flows in this scenario, is that the, the bill proposes to do two things at once. It proposes to, to save states money on holding people in jail for every day that somebody gets held in jail, uh, the state and the local municipality, whatever it is, has to pay for that for that prisoner. Yeah, you have to feed them, et cetera. You have to feed, yes, yes, exactly. So they have to pay, they have to pay for that prisoner. And there's a number that they talk about in there. I think it's uh, 38 million or 38 billion Oh, yes, yes. Billion 38, dollars? No, 38 million 38 dollars per, per day, day. Per day. To hold people to who hold haven't people been convicted of a crime. Who haven't been convicted of a crime. That is million amazing. Per day when you add up all 50 states. And so what they propose is to, if, if you know the reason why they're staying there is because they can't afford the, they can't afford the bond, then, then what, what this bill proposes is that there are government grants to be administered by the assistant attorney general to all 50 states. Each state has to apply for this, for this money, uh, and this money is like a scholarship, so to speak, and it covers, it covers the cost of that bond to get the person out. So what that does then is save it's 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 money moved around. So it'll save exactly yeah it'll save the state money on the on the on the back end by costing costing the federal government money on the front end. It'll and save so the federal the, government money on the back end. So I assume that whatever the federal government revenue um, is, there'll be a percentage of that. Uh, going to these types of um, these types of grants or these private grants. Well, I guess these are public grants from the gov- from the federal government. I, 
public well they they it's a it, it proposes to have a grant fund of a certain amount of money that the assistant attorney general administers. So it would be like a federal grant to the state. Yes. yes. That's what okay. And so you're saying that that also presents an issue of there being an economic incentive for what? To save money for the federal government and the states to save money. Okay, I they would it. spend more money in the beginning yeah. to save money on the back end. Right, it's okay. the federal government. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The, the reason I asked that is because I thought what you were saying was that the incentive would be, you know, increase arrests so that you can mm. get more. Okay, so oh, you weren't talking about that. No. Okay, no, no, good. But now to your point, for those listening who may say, well, what's the point? Who? Why would we need to even introduce a bill like this? Well, on like the third or fourth page in the bill, they say that 95% of all prison growth has to do with unconvicted people being held in jail for pre, uh, pre-trial. 95% of all prison growth. That's crazy. I'm talking about prison population growth. Yeah. That That is a staggering number. We're not talking about a it's handful a, of people. A glut, a glut at the mouth of the funnel. Yeah. And it has a rippling effect. So what are happening to these communities that people exactly. are being brought from? What about those jobs? What about so, the circulation well, of funds within families? I mean, everything stops when you go to jail. Because yeah. if you're held in jail, like we, like we talked about, not convicted yet, right? We're just talking, just awaiting your real trial. So you went to pre-trial, couldn't make bail, okay, and now you're waiting for your regular trial. And let's say that's a couple of months, just throwing out a random amount of time. Your life is over at that point. You can't go back to your regular job or what you were, even, let's say you were in college, whatever you were doing, if you were... Even in jail and you weren't convicted doesn't matter you've been convicted in the minds of all the people who your life touched before so you can't just go back oh hey guys i'm back yeah. oh yeah i was locked up for six months oh but i wasn't convicted yeah whatever it doesn't matter you were in jail for six months and so you're pretty much being made to like almost start over Whoa. at whatever point in I your mean, life you uh, were and, and according to those statistics i mean not even six months over 24 hours right so in well, a yeah. week like if you're working uh, an, an hour job or even a salary job, and and people find out that you were in jail, you missed for a work of days, yeah. because you were locked up. If you're a middle then class, that can be yeah, that 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 is detrimental. You can lose your job, you can lose custody yeah. of your children if you're if you are separated or divorced, yep. or and you're in, in, you you dealing with the courts there. You can you can miss doctor's appointments. You can miss all kinds of things, and which. Which basically, especially if you miss, you lose your job, then it messes up the little bit of money you did have coming in, and it's just downwards. It's downward a spiral. Cycle. It's yeah. a spiral, it's and a it's spiral. a domino effect. Yeah. And then uh, after a certain amount of time, depending on your jurisdiction, you lose wherever it is that you live. Even if you owned your home, uh, after a certain period of time, yeah. you're going to foreclosure. I mean, and it's a that's the, right. You can miss your mortgage and lose your house. Yes, it's you, you quote unquote your house. Yeah, so it's it's amazing. Right. It, it impacts everything. So yeah. now, why is this important for people? Guilt who and innocence yeah. doesn't even matter at that. It point. It doesn't matter. No, it That's doesn't, why it's yeah, important. You punished because you're poor, or you're broke because you couldn't pay this. Pay or you're bill. a middle class person, like most people. Yeah. I should say, or you're a middle class person living paycheck to paycheck, yes. like most middle class exactly. people. Because it's not really rich and poor. It's you know poor people. It's like poor people when you're poor. Like you knew you was poor. Like I mean, there was a season in my life growing up where we knew, like you just know, like we ain't really got much. When you're quote unquote middle class, I I love I I, I kind of chuckle sometimes when I hear that term middle class right. because what middle class is is the illusion of wealth. People who are in the middle class, particularly people who are in the middle class with new money, 
meaning you just got a good job or you got out of college. That's you know, all that is. That's all that is. It's an illusion because like what we said, if you miss a paycheck, right? If if you missed, like one thing has to go wrong and it could literally all, like remember that Michael Douglas movie from like 20 years ago called Falling Down? Like one mm-hmm. thing happened, he yeah. got in traffic one yeah. morning and, and his whole out. life just spiraled out of control. Yeah. Well, for somebody who's in the quote unquote middle class, where I just got me a good government job and what or whatever, and you miss one week because you had a mishap or one payment or one paycheck. Everything could literally spiral out of control and you could find yourself in an instant poor. Especially yes. if you have all of your money accounted for. You have a, a government a federal government job, you're making your eighty five thousand, you think because most of your friends don't make the eighty five grand and some of them make more that you're doing well. But uh-huh. if you've tied up every bit of that eighty five grand yes. post taxes, then you don't have much of anything beyond yes. that to deal with unexpected That's expenses. why I call it the illusion and, of wealth. Yeah, and you know what I think is interesting to, to, to say what it is you're saying because the I think that probably 99% of the people listening to this podcast know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But an overwhelming majority of the people in this podcast probably don't talk to other people about it, so they think it's just them. That's tight. But oh, no, that's, it's a, it's how, a lot, it's, it's a lot that's how the society is. And so... I'm I, I'm for this I'm for this bill. I don't care if uh, such such and such is red or such and such is blue. I don't care because yeah. I'm I'm for this. Yeah, no, it's a very you know, it's an I'm, excellent I'm, idea. I'm for this, and because it could it could happen to me. I don't have it like that, and I I mean anything can go wrong in the society where you people somebody can. Uh, you can get a mistake, mistaken identity, or somebody can come at you for something that you don't know about. Right, like all kinds of different things happen. You can just people can plant something on you because they're trying to fill quota. All kinds of all kinds of things can happen. You you are a sitting duck in this in this society, and um, you know if you're someone like like myself who looks like me, who comes from my background and my heritage, and so that's why I'm for this because even with all of the work that I've done throughout the years and the degrees and all of this, I don't have it like that. Yeah, if you're you know? under a certain financial financial line, yeah. if you're under a certain financial line, you are susceptible to a lot of stuff. Yes. You know, a, a lot of stuff in in this society. You know, I remember when my my wife and I we um we traveled to Nashville. Y'all know we went on vacation a couple of months ago to Nashville and. We were just driving through like some of the like towns, you know, because in between we went to Pigeon Forge and then we drove to Nashville. It was a couple hours of drive, and you go through some of like the little just podunk towns. And it wasn't until that trip that I got a chance to see like the the people, those folks who were coming out of the woodwork last year, you know, during the election cycle, yeah. talking about where is this white privilege? I ain't seen it, mm-hmm. and. That's, you know, when you, I don't know why I just changed my voice right there. That's so. fine. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you flare the nostrils, you like too, that? Yeah, you, know, you know, at the same well, time. You don't have to do much to flare the no. nostrils. Yeah. Hey, no. go back and listen to the Divinimus LP, African Descent. That's, That's why right. I got the wide nose. That's right. All negra. That's right. Um, but I remember just driving through some of those towns, and I was just thinking, like, yo, these people are susceptible to a lot of the same things that I'm susceptible to. Because they exist under that financial line, they they exist under that socioeconomic line of oh, if, if you ain't got no money, Billy Bob, this could you know this could very well be you. I don't know why I just said Billy Bob too. I'm well, sorry. Yes, Billy they, Bob is they, not. They're susceptible, but they're not targeted. 
So yeah, and they th- can clean the, and they can clean up and walk into you know yeah, so, uh, Northrop Grumman and not be questioned as quickly as you cleaned up would oh, walk yeah, into yeah, yeah. Northrop. So that that is the. I just wanted to make that that, that that distinction for yeah. people listening. But they are susceptible. Yeah. And at some point, you know, they're going to catch on fire too. And it's exactly that's what's yeah. happening. Oh, yeah. And the so flame people, I just want to make people aware that a lot of times, whether it's your race or whether it's your education level, sometimes people sit in ignorance thinking, no, this will never happen to me. Right? Oh, I, I got two college degrees. This will never happen to me. Yeah, or, absolutely. you know, I'm this, Pulled I'm that. Up yeah, exactly. And in actuality, if you live under a certain economic line, it could very well happen to you. And, you know, that's a really good point to, to just kind of transition because what, what ends up happening is people that live above that line, right? Whatever that line is. And I don't know what the line is. I'm just saying, I know that there's a line, I just don't know where it is. But people who live above that line, they, 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 they live such a different life than the rest of us. They live like in a, in a different quote-unquote reality than, than the We are the, terrestrial the and they us. are in the stratosphere. That's we a good, are here, yes. We are in the, ter- uh, you know, on the, you know, the on land and they are in the stratosphere. Well, it, one, one thing that I just wanted to say before we transition is that in, if, in, if people, if they think that bill is a good idea... Uh, it's important to uh, let your local congressman know Good point. that they should support it. Yes. Call your so, senator's office. Yes. Call your congressman's office. So jump office. on your search engine of choice. Find out what the phone number is based on your zip code and who represents you. And come on. It's not hard. You just you dial that cell phone for everything else. Just dial the cell phone. Send an email. But get in, not a tweet. Actually, try to get in contact with them uh, so that we can actually have some solutions going instead exactly. of just talking about stuff. And to repeat, the the act is called the Pre-Trial Integrity and Safety Act of 2017. So when you call your congressman's office, when you call your senator's office, and we don't mean local or state level. We're talking about U.S. Congress. Um, and you can call their office. I've done it before for different things. Um, it is the Pre-Trial Integrity and Safety Act of 2013. But just you know, shifting seventeen. To, what did I say? Twenty thirteen. I'm sorry. Twenty seventeen. Does it say seventeen on there? It does say seventeen. Okay. I don't know why I said thirteen. Twenty seventeen. There we cool, go. Cool. Messing up already. No, no, but no, you know, it was the transition. Okay. Yeah, no, but you know, because those those people that live in that different, you know, that that live that different life, because you know, it talked about the twenty four hours. You know, you can make bail because if you're yeah. living above a certain economic yeah. line, if the bail is set at ten million dollars, like yeah. that's nothing. Good. You know, I'm I'll, good, baby. yeah, I'll, uh-huh. I'll still take care of it. And so, uh-huh. you know, that mm-hmm. that got me to, to thinking and drinking Kahluas on Sunday, <laughs> and I got locked up Saturday morning, yeah, right? Right. But that you know that that got me thinking you know because last week we we talked about the um, Me Too hashtag and I you know I put my foot in my mouth. Um, did you? Yeah, I did. You know what with you the, talking about with the with the bandwagon comment, but we're gonna leave that alone. Um, okay. Okay. Oh. But okay. but but what it got me thinking because more stuff came out. You know, Louis C.K. Mm. You know, like another cat. I don't know if y'all heard about Louis C.K. Mm. But who's that? Who's Louis C.K.? He's a big time comedian. For and people he, that don't care. Louis C.K. <laughs> he's a big time comedian. Uh-huh. Uh, it was actually somebody I watched a few of his specials. I've seen, you know, seen the special too. Yeah. He's he, very self deprecating and yeah. and and uh, uh, 
liberal. That's yeah, what they say, right? Yeah, he's very uh, raunchy and feminist. And other ones, other ones have been brought up as well. It's just difficult to, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, it's difficult to be able to know whether. Well, that's the this homie. Is, what you talking about? Neil yeah, DeGrasse I know. Tyson? I know. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Come on in, now. in addition to that, um, what is the name of the uh, the guy from uh, Star Trek? I'm talking about old now, school Star Trek. Don't you say nothing about no Neil deGrasse Tyson? <laughs> Could you put your <laughs> mouth <laughs> on no Neil? Don't you dare say nothing about Tyson. no Neil. Don't you dare. Don't, don't, don't. So one thing that we need to do when people start <laughs> seeing all of these names come up out of the, you know that might be a, a, a woodwork situation people coming we out really of the woodwork we really gotta talk about Neil though after yeah. the podcast <laughs> but, but including including the the Japanese American guy from old Star Trek George Sakai yeah I mean so all kinds of people's names are coming up now and that's why it's it's important speaking of solutions for us as you know consumers of this information to determine what reader. the sources are that we're getting these things from because every time I turn around there's another name on the okay this person is now being accused list mm. But the the point in bringing all that up is, you know, well, two two twofold. One is, I think that I, I'm trying not to say this without putting my foot in my mouth again, but come on, I I find this, you know, interesting. I'll say this interesting that people are still shocked and surprised when more names come out. Like, did they think it was just Weinstein? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when, when like, every time another name comes out, people are still like, oh, my God, not Louis C.K. Like, you know, like how we just were about Neil deGrasse Tyson. So, you know, it's like, no. I mean, and because of the line of work that I'm in, you know, for those of you who don't know, I'm a construction manager and I deal with a lot of private developers. And so... Come on now, don't, don't don't say anything that's gonna. Yeah, that's why I'm, know. I'm I'm leaving it right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not about to kill my Come bread. On. We're not killing <laughs> my bread. No. Yeah, I know which side your bread is buttered. But it's, it's important. Uh, it's important that you mention by. private. <laughs> it's important. Developers that you, can sponsor us anytime. Exactly, especially developers, say it. right? Especially. Say it, AJ. Say it. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. But the reality uh, comes when we talk about that private developer part because I'm going to pass the baton back to you. But one thing that um, people need to understand is just how many of the super, super rich got their in, or have their investments and a lot of their money tied up into development and into real estate. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I think that a lot of people who just kind of live their lives, go to work, come home, you know, et cetera, don't realize that that industry, um, like everybody who is in the super, super rich has their fingers in real estate well, and more on, so on than the that macro level, on the yeah. commercial and even beyond that level and those types of developers. So that's the that's who you're talking about. Yeah, because for not people just the who dude who know, owns the little house on the corner. Yeah, because for for people who don't understand, like commercial development is like big money. Like we're not talking about you know even these home builders. They they got some money. But we're, I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know... It's wealth as opposed to income. Exactly. I mean, when you're talking about skyscrapers in New York. Yeah, well, and, yeah it's assets. And, you know, it, yeah. it, is, it is tremendous amounts of money. So my, my point for, for saying all of that is that, you know, with, with Weinstein and, and now, you know, Louis C.K. And, and the rest of these guys that have been trickling out, you know, over and over and over, over the last, I don't know, two, three, four months. I don't know how long it's been. It's been several months. Um, and people are still surprised and shocked, and it's like when if you're around those people enough, people of that ilk, when you begin to get around them and you listen to the way they talk and you look at the way they act, you realize they live by almost like a different rule book than than regular people live by. They they play by a different set of rules, <laughs> right? And yeah, so. Man. 
Secret societies, brother. And so, but when you're that wealthy, it's almost like, yeah, I ain't got to keep this secret. Like, this is how we getting down and whatever. Like, if you strip down butt naked in front of two women and start handling your business like Mr. CK. Right, right. Like, he, he started handling his business like Kyrie Irving. Yeah, you know, he got handles like Right. <laughs> he got he handles crossovers like. crossovers and all yeah, of that. He, he, Between the legs. He had the. the behind the, the back. The Tim Hardaway going. <laughs> you tap two step. <laughs> so, my, my whole point was, I'm. I was listening, you know, listening and you know, re- watching the news, listening, looking at social media, and I'm like, look at everybody's response to all these guys now, and compare that to what you were hearing people say last year during the election, when when 45's interview came yeah, out with yeah. with with, with yeah. Billy Bush last year. Uh huh. What were people saying? Even Christians, like mm-hmm. this is the the kind of depressing part about it, because even Christians were saying, "Well, we're not trying to elect no pastor. Mm-hmm. We don't." What was Mike Huckabee's famous line? We're not electing a Sunday school teacher. That was literally or what he said. Or a pastor in chief. You know, he said we're electing a president, and so he knew his daughter was going to get that work. Of course, you know he, now she and so got the it's, resume it's, builder of a lifetime. It's almost like. They Sarah Huckabee would, Sanders. I'm sorry. Yeah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, uh, press secretary. Press secretary. Yeah. Um, but it's like almost like it's like all those people a year ago. This same kind of thing was going on, where you mm-hmm. had a gentleman running for the presidency of the United States. Come and, on. And an interview comes out, and now you have just these guys. Like these are just guys. Weinstein, Louis C. These are just guys. Trump was running for the presidency. Presidency. Like that's true. You know, Weinstein's just a guy. Regardless, regardless of of how big um, his production company is, he's still just a guy, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. No matter how many times he sells out Madison Square Garden or Staples Center, Louis C.K. is still just a guy, right? Right. Forty five was actually running to be president, and people's response was like, "Eh." right, right. Yeah. But Harvey Weinstein got taken out like like LT took out Joe Theismann. Yeah, Bam! Right. Exactly. Can't even walk straight now. So, but forty five is still just chilling. I don't know. I don't know. I just it's. Well, it's, I mean, what what is what is the conclusion that we can reach about why? Because the Christians protected. Them. And now, whether we're talking about Christian people or not, whether what about the but conservatives? It, uh-huh. But I mean, you know, he was undergirded by the conservative movement. They're varied uh-huh. interest groups. So my question voters. is. Oh, in Russia, he was undergirded by Russia. Yeah, that's that's extremely, (laughs) extremely important, right? Putin was like gigantic country near the North Pole. So anyway, um, but yeah, what is it about humanity that would cause that to be something that we can gloss over versus now? Do we feel closer to these celebrities? Like, what what is it about Hmm? the the difference in the reaction? Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like the the difference in the react. Like we're we're willing to crucify Weinstein, even Bill Cosby, right? Like crucify these guys. But forty five. Uh, I seen. I seen how your eyebrows. We were trying to Bill Cosby. Yeah, people Uh were trying to crucify America's dad. I mean, people trying to cross. I mean, like since since Louis C.K.'s stuff came out mm-hmm. like a week ago, mm-hmm. yeah. he's lost a Netflix special. Mm-hmm. His distributor has decided to not release a movie that he was um, coming out with. Like all, it, like well, they're, keep, they're pretty right. much like we, we like this dude's going down. What yeah, were Trump's I mean, losses? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, let's not don't don't let's not get this twisted. All right. The reason why he got taken down in the blink of a tweet is because of money. All right. And word travels fast. So Netflix and his uh, distribution company 
and for that for that premiere for father whatever the something daddy yeah, yeah something yeah. daddy whatever yeah. and then uh, whatever else is connected to him he they trying to get on the front of this purely because they know that people will it, they wasted they will have wasted a whole bunch of money they want to protect the why didn't cash period. try to get on the front of john of donald john trump why didn't they try to get on the front of that with him that's what i'm asking what is yeah why that's do what we I mean, have a difference? difference yeah what's the difference because he's gonna see you know what see I don't want to go here. Please be the realist that you are. Please you know, be the realist. I don't, you know, I, 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 I don't like to label myself a Christian. All right? I don't like that label. I okay. don't like that label. I'm not just talking about Christians I, who... I'm about to get to yeah. it. I'm about to get to it. I don't like that label because everybody's a Christian. All right? And what I, I say that I say that colloquially. Some, some people get offended. Not everybody's a Christian. And that, the reason why they get like that is because we're taught of a us versus them mindset. Well, it's that churches. cultural Christianity. Yes, it's a cultural Christianity. So that's why I say it. Tongue-in-cheek, colloquial colloquially everybody's a christian but the thing is is that when people when people try to operate in their secularism but cover it within spirituality and so because donald trump was aligning himself verbally with certain interests that these people have first of all he's a walking interest because he's white that's the first thing when he starts saying stuff like well he's rich (laughs) yeah he's right that true true well what i'm saying as far as the identity politics because he's playing the same game that now you know people would get offended when i say this but he's he's playing he's playing a similar game to barack obama president obama right and that is identity politics all right. So when an, a, a group of people can look at that person and say, he like me, that person, that person, when that group doesn't necessarily hold them accountable or investigate them all like that, then he pretty much can count on their support. And it is the same with Donald Trump. He was able to do that for a, a large segment of the country where they looked at him and they said, he like me. Right. And when it comes to when okay. it comes to, and that's because of the whiteness, but but they try, and I'm going into the Christians, but, but what they try to do, what they try to do and say, no, it's because uh, he supports this and he supports that. Issues, supposedly these, issues. Yeah, these issues, which he doesn't, and he's been the walking contradiction of everything that they say that they support for his entire career, right? But because he was the closest thing to support what it is that they were interested in, they, tr- they don't know how to say anything else, so they say that he's the man of God. And they and they do say that because Paula White said just three months ago during the summer, and I'm not making this up. You can jump on your search engine of choice. She said, this man is a Christian. Why do people keep saying this? Right. He's the most he's the most attacked president ever in the history. of like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like, like where, we just, where were you wait, a year where, and a half where ago? Where were you a year and a half ago? <laughs> and you know, you older than I am. Like, you know, you know, you know, you know, Reagan got shanked, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, like you know, somebody J- tried to kill Reagan, right? JFK, yeah. J- you know, JFK caught that blast, and you talking about this guy, this guy. So, well, let me let, let me anyway. play devil's devil's advocate with you. Okay, so, come on, using that that frame of thought, who is why wouldn't like the Jewish community then come up behind and, and, and cape for Weinstein? Which most people say, oh, the Jews got all the money. Well, why wouldn't they cape for Weinstein? I'm just throwing well, it out for, there. Well, well one, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they did or not. And then mm-hmm. also, let me say like uh, the Jewish community, the, I don't know if that's necessarily their interest. Like, first of all, you can say that he's a member of that, right? Mm-hmm. 
But the other thing, well, as a Jewish person, yeah, I'm just well, saying, yeah. I mean, yes, as, as a non-religious Jew, he's not his, of the Hasidim or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but you have the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, and they usually, I mean, they, they, they're, they, I mean, if anything, I don't, I don't know what their involvement is, so mm-hmm. I can't really. Well, know, I'm just say, saying because he was voted for, out of his own company, like right. Right, right. Within right. Uh, again, within a matter of weeks, he well, was gone. So, well, you know what's interesting is that well, what's interesting behind that though is that you have to understand, like because the, like it, this stuff might be coming out. Like you, you, you. As far as the bandwagon stuff you were saying last week, that's actually not inaccurate. Hey, hey, because, I already apologize well, let me, for that. Well, so well, let me, let me, I want to just put that out so there. Let on. Me, I guess somebody Can't live it down. No, I don't because I don't know what happened. But but the the thing is is that. And the thing is, is that with with Weinstein, Weinstein, the, you you have to understand like there's a collusion that goes on in order to in order to keep a, a system going, right? Of course, when somebody gets too big for the britches because it's not like he just did this today, yesterday. Oh yeah, it's like oh we're gonna hold him accountable. No, he's been doing this for thirty plus years. He's been doing this since 1980, whatever the 70s, whatever when he founded Miramax with his brother. Named after his mother and father, like he's been getting down like this, and it's not just him. All right, these people. Uh, 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 if you look at, if you if you if you research the things that Charlie Sheen was saying to Corey Haim, oh my talking goodness. about talking about, hey, this is how people get down. Oh, terrible. it's not a thing for uh, for for men to you know. Um, yeah, um, do this. Yeah, yeah, right. Makes me, right, exactly. you, makes come, me think about people come, like River come, Phoenix and people well, who you know it sh- what it really should, happened well, well, to ri- people right, like yes, River right, Phoenix. I, yes, when we were growing up. Yes, absolutely. So you know, hey, hey, all 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 the boys come on with the get down when it comes. Todd to Todd Bridges. What really happened with well, his Bridges, brain? Well, Todd Bridges will tell you, and he was one of the few people been speaking out about this. But yeah, what I'm him saying, and the other Corey. Corey Feldman. Yeah, they actually came out and was like, "Yo, yeah, for years they've been." Nobody, nobody was thinking about when Todd well, Bridges exactly exactly and so who thinking about Todd Bridges Dana exactly like as, as Ray J would say Todd Bridges who's thinking about Todd Bridges because Ray J found Todd Bridges to be an inspiration but that's a, a, a but anyway so there, but what, people what, are like crucifying these new cats yeah, but not well, what, 45 well what I'm saying is is that Weinstein Weinstein evidently got too big for his britches because okay. there's a documentary there's a documentary you can watch. This documentary it talks about like uh, Miramax and Harvey Weinstein and Weinstein Company, and you see like they were basically, and even now on their last legs. I mean, if you look at what's going on with Hollywood right now, and Netflix going for the jugular, yeah. the internet democratizing pretty much everything, Hollywood is suffering from the same oh, ailments, yeah. the same issues, and so, uh, so this could and the Negroid version has moved to Atlanta, et cetera. This could be this. Could, well, I don't know about all that, but that's another. That that is another. So you usually throwing that landmine out. First you're gonna say Negroid, knowing that you know. And that's your we second time using that that's term. That's a dignified you're term. I love Negroid. I love it. Using Negroid, and and then secondly, then you bring up Atlanta. And 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 then now you're trying to get us into a whole Tyler Perry conversation. You need to stop. It's it. not just him. So, Go ahead. So so. So what I'm saying is, is that he must have. You only allowed two line. Negroids per show. Okay, okay. <laughs> Weinstein must have crossed the line. You uh-huh. see, and so they was like, "All right, boom, this is what it is. You out of here." And whatever other fallout comes after that, you know, oh well. But I'll say this: I hope that the dam that's D A M is breaking because this stuff needs to come out. And uh, I am, you know, I'm I'm not happy with how humans lives are sacrificed for our entertainment 
You understand what I'm saying? So, but again, so see yeah. my yeah. my my whole point of this, and, and mm-hmm. this is where my my frustration lies. Because what started this for me was I saw somebody tweet this out when Louis C.K. thing came out, yes, and everybody was up in arms, and it was like, yeah, do you know our current sitting president has 16 allegations of sexual harassment and. And it was kind. It was kind of like I don't want to hold now. Although I understand human decency and human dignity, like in my mind, I cannot hold Hollywood executives to a higher standard than my own president. Like I hold my president absolutely to a higher standard than Weinstein or absolutely. Louis C.K. or any of these cats. Absolutely. Like yeah, let's go after Louis C.K. Let's let's go ahead and break his pockets. Let's break Weinstein's pockets. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm with you, but. Let's not then gloss over, right, the the fact, and not just 45, most of these politicians, most of these leaders, right, who end up getting, you know, outed because something came out, but they might have been the first people, you know, ready to crucify somebody like a Weinstein or somebody like a Louis C.K. Strong term. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. it's like. You guys are leaders. Like those guys just make movies. You know what I'm saying? Like they just entertain us. Well, I, I, I it, it would be the same measure. I don't think that it's a higher measure. I don't think it's a lower measure. Nah, I think it's the it has same to be a higher measure. Same, nah, man. I, it's just you can't you can't say it's a higher measure. Is the influence for, the same? They it, might have a different position in society, but about the influence. The, the, yeah, like Einstein had they're, influence because they're leaders. I, like I the, understand what the, you're saying, but the I, crime is the same. Yes, but. The the like the level of yes, basically you know. the dude shouldn't be president. I think we all are in agreement purely <laughs> off of that. Like yes, absolutely, absolutely. And we you know we're like oh my gosh, how can this person who made these movies that I love do this? But oh, this person's a free to leave world does the same thing. Ah, it's all good. He's the man of God. <laughs> that's but that's sense. pretty much that's but, pretty much yes, people's reaction exactly. to the joke. America. Yes, it so. doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. So, people, we got to do better. So, I want to say, I'd like to say something else right quick. Uh, There's a documentary. You mentioned it last time. Check this out. It's a documentary called Open Secret, and it talks about the pedophilia rings in Hollywood. Yeah. And I don't know. Has anybody seen it? I heard about it. haven't seen it yet. It, you said it's on YouTube. Did you it's not? On, it's on Vimeo. It's on Vimeo. Yeah, okay. So if you Didn't you higher post quality. It? You posted it, right? Yeah, man. I posted that joint. So yeah. here's, another, here's another action item, because I, I like it when people can actually Let's walk away and be like, yo, like I learned Brutus. something. Check out Open Secret Film on Vimeo. That joint got your boy... Your boy, everybody's boy from uh, what's the, what's that TV show? Um, uh, boy Meets World. Mm. Ben Savage caught up, caught up. I mean, I mean, it's not just about Ben Ben yeah. Savage, but it's it's Hollywood in general. It's Hollywood. Point the Hence point. The name. Yeah, but I want I, I I just bring this up because we tend to look at this stuff if it happens it happened directly to us. A lot of times we look at it and say, oh, it was like uh, I don't know who that person. You know, no, like you watch these people on TV, yeah. they've connected to you emotionally. You're one of the, you, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like we're all, we, this is, this is happening right in front of our eyes. So mm-hmm. open secret film, check it out, learn something. Wow. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. Cause I, I did see that you posted it yeah, this man. week. I'm a, um, I'm definitely going to check that right now. And you know, one, oh, one oh, of, oh, I'm sorry. So I'm just trying to like, you know. You know, it ain't all good in Hollywood is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to get at. So, and I think the open secret film, I'm trying to bring it home, connect that beeline, as um, Eve would say. What, what black... Because the reality black, is... Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Now, I know we have we, <laughs> Americans, but I'm going to say specifically black people have a fascination with celebrity and status. 
black celebrity and status and I'm more popular, I'm more famous than you are. We love our black Hollywood. We love our Atlanta, the new Hollywood for black people. As I always say, as I always say, that's another symptom of an oppressed people, as a historically oppressed people group. We need to see some kind of, yeah, we need to have that. Church, preach, (laughs) preach, preach. So death poetry. (laughs) Just trying to give it. Yeah, but go ahead, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, it, we 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 we're and then we're Christians too, right? Wanting to be celebrity adjacent, has Donald Trump being a, a, a celebrity before a popular politician, before a president? Yeah, yeah. That's president. that's a good that's a good point. He wants to be a celebrity before Absol- being a yes. President. And so you know, black, like we are fascinated with celebrity, and just understand understand, nobody is above the law. Mm-hmm. Nobody's above the law when it comes to. If your aim is to be famous and to be popular, even Andy Warhol, a famous, famous painter in the 80s, said everybody's going to have a 15 minutes of fame. So <laughs> you could be, you know, like infamous is, infamy is still fame. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Hollywood, when it comes to fame, you got to understand like it's a million people lined up, a million people lined up. The law, the law of being popular, fame, if that is... The status, what you're trying to do as far as your 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 capital is to get down and lay down. And the the issue goes far beyond this, but I just wanted to say for those people who are parents, you know, it's it's putting your kids through this. I stuff. mean, you know, the, the, you see that yep. your kid has a particular a particular gift, or you you know want to pay his college education through that gift. My brother and I did modeling when we were growing up, so it's popular for parents to allow, but you. You need to be all up in that. Yes, the, you need to be all up in that yeah. because you, because there is no time machine. So when something happens, you can't go back and, and say shoulda, it. coulda, yeah. woulda, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it will break your heart. Mm. Yeah, like remember we talked about uh, a couple months ago with them parents that were still taking their daughters to go see R. Kelly. It was like, mm. yo, what what are you Just, doing yeah, in 2017? Like, what what are you doing? That's a uh, no. It's it is. What it is, is it, it, it's symptomatic of American culture because, you know, I think it's bigger than just black people. I think everybody in this culture in the, in the U.S., we want to be celebrity adjacent, like what you said. Like, and so if, like, I mean, because it's talked about in rap, you know, where a lot of hip hop artists, they were like, yo, let's go ahead and, well, yeah, you want this hit well, record, that, let's go ahead and hit this record. You know what I'm saying? That coming from the black community, but let's not turn this into a black thing, you even know. though it's a black thing, but go ahead. Well, I mean, these cats were not black. I mean, Louis yeah, C.K. was it's not solely. No, I was yeah. just saying that's also oh, something oh, you hear. Yeah. No, yeah. good point. Yeah, very good yeah. counterpoint, yeah. sir. Very so. good, very good counterpoint because, <laughs> yeah, he had those women who were admirers of him in mm-hmm. Montreal. Mm-hmm. That he was like, okay, let me, you know. So yeah, one of the you do. know one of the recent people who were mentioned in some of these allegations, you know, is your boy Kevin Spacey. Uh-oh. Yes. The the stuff that he did was just despicable. But what was even more despicable was how he tried to link it to LGBT. He was like, "Yeah, well, it, like it went, went, when you read his little Uh-oh. explanation." And you got you got to you got to say this delicately now, you know. You yeah, gotta, no, you I'm, know, yeah, I'm not. You know, come on. Cuz this is not an attack on LGBT people, you know, but this is it's it, it's just unfortunate that the way that his explanation read it was almost implied that the reason i did that was because i'm a gay man and it was like yo dude really no you're a creep is the reason you did that like you you came on to a 14 year old boy sexually because you're a creep it had nothing to do with the fact that you are you know identifying as a gay man so that piece of it i just found uh, really 
can we go further and say not a creep, but a sexual deviant? Sure. Oh, yes. Yes. That, yes. Because, you know, it wasn't just a 14-year-old. It was a 17-year-old with Richard Dreyfuss's son. It was a uh, 23-year-old with with uh, this lady's son. She came out like last year or earlier this year or something like that about Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. I've heard things, as I said last time, I've heard things back in 2000 about him while I was in college. And uh, but when you when you read about how he moved, especially with Richard Dreyfuss's son, when you read about how he moved, it was like, I mean, it's one thing to be attracted to someone. I mean, it's a it's a it's another thing to put your hands in your friend's son's lap while your friend's not looking and follow him through. Like what? That's a complete lack of boundary. I don't care what kind of. Actor, actress, it's method, predatory. Whatever. It's predatory. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's predatory behavior. Yeah, and but this is bold. what I meant by the and those bold. guys living, you know, living in in a frame of Come mind where, where they you think that uh, the rules don't don't really apply to them. So I just wanted to to touch on that because you know the rules should apply to everybody, but we all know. In, in, no, in, wait, in, let me in, let me add reality. something. I'm sorry. I just have to add something to the remark that I made about parents because not only is it your obligation to be all up in, you know, especially if you're going to have your kids in entertainment, but it's also your obligation and it's not, it's, it's, there are not too many ages that are too young for this to empower them concerning how to respond in situations like that. You know, some people are and not just some people, a lot of people are extremely nervous about talking about sex and talking about, not just that, but the the emotional and mental hold that somebody can yeah, have yeah. on them with respect to that whole category. But you have to empower, just like you empower your children to have budgets and to and to you know go into entrepreneurship or whatever progressive people are doing now with their kids. Empower them to self to have self advocacy and have mm-hmm. and not be so uh, impressed. Uh, by yeah, yeah, celebrity yeah. adults or even adults who seem to bring something to the table. And it also speaks to having that stable family environment yep. so that your kid has a family, well, therefore isn't looking elsewhere for that same family. Because the, the kid's going to be impressed just because you are. Like if you as the parent act all Excellent like, point. yo, yo, yep. what do you think your children are going to do when they get in the midst of that? And so it's going to be... Like, I'm going to let some of this stuff slide because I'm looking at this celebrity in awe just the way my parents are. And if my parents don't put up a standard, right, you know, as you know, part of parenting is creating a standard for for your children. And if as a parent, you don't put that standard up like, yo, this person's just another human being. And if we're not chasing them down, you know, if something pop off, it pops off. But. I'm not going to endanger your well-being just for the sake of being, you know, as Avery used earlier, adjacent, celebrity adjacent. No, that's that's not popping. So, so I we impress my friends for the Instagram follows, and so I can air quotes make it. Yeah. So we, I don't know. We 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 have to stop normalizing these types of behaviors, and I think that's what we're doing. I I, I don't mean the sexual deviance. I meant like the pressness to be celebrity adjacent that behavior is normalized when people just want to be celebrity adjacent we kind of just wink at that like oh okay but we got to like call it what it is which is idolatry like you're like yo you are in idolatry yeah you know like you're worshiping another human being like that like we have to stop winking at stuff like that like and and just kind of be like yo you're just another human being you know and not normalize that kind of that's the problem we have normalized that kind of behavior Devin franklin and making good selling out churches oh did i should i said that yeah. should i said that <laughs> 
Well, you know, he is a preacher. So, but speaking, He's famous speaking, but yes, and preachers can be famous, and so that's I, I'm I'm just Christian throwing out names, just throw that throwing names. I'm I'm teasing a little bit, but it's just the idea in general of that Christian famous. Oh yeah, Christian celebrity, come, right? Yeah. And not, and not just them, but pastors, preachers, followers. You know, oh well. It gets to how people treat you, and you gotta have a title. And well, you, you gotta have a title. Just put Reverend in front, Reverend Doctor Pastor. Which one are you? Yeah. So oh, three. You can't even fit that on a, uh, you know, on a top sheet of a college rule piece of paper. But yeah. with with other kind of behaviors. Speaking of normalizing behaviors, and I wanna, you know, let's let's pause here, and take a quick word from our sponsor. When words fail, our images speak. Let us introduce you to Ty Nichols Photography. Ty Nichols is a company that provides their clients with quality, on-location, natural light photography that won't break the bank. They go to great lengths to make sure your visions become reality. Whether you have an elaborate idea to theme your family portrait or you just need help developing a surprise wedding proposal, they will help you with every intricate detail. Get in touch with Ty Nichols today at www.tynichols.com. That's T-A-I-N-I-C-H-O-L-S.com. Or they could be reached at 202-643-9591. Please support our sponsors the way they support this podcast and tell them you heard about them on Across the Intersection. So yeah, 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 we're back. So yeah, you know, we, we can't normalize that um that, that kind of weird behavior. So if Kevin Spacey's career is ruined by touching a little boy's, you know, private area, you know, people shouldn't be elected president for doing the, the for exact admitting same, to do the exact, the exact same, same thing. Yeah. So it's Ooh. just, you know, it's just weird behavior that gets normalized. So but in, in in that same vein of just normalizing certain kinds of behaviors, you know, so our our friends over at at the Disney Channel mm. um, have a new show out now. It's not new, new. It's kind of new, right. but it's not brand new. It's right. it's it's been out in 2017. Mm. They just wrapped the first season. I think they're moving into the second season. Um, it's called Andy Mac, A N D I hyphen Mac M A C K, and it's about a little preteen boy that wants to explore his. Uh, LGBTness. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know how to even at, at that age. I don't even really know how to you know explain it other than that. And so my my whole view on it is you know, listen again. I got no problem with gay people. You you want to be gay? That's your business. You know if <laughs> if you want to get into the 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 spiritual Christian aspect of it, then we can talk off podcast. But mm-hmm. my my frustration with the show is. You have a little boy who was 12 and turned 13, right? So you preteen still. I mean, he's still in that little preteen age. Now, and, and to be clear, people would say, "I don't want to be gay." They would say, "I am gay." Yeah, sure. Yeah. So you, you're, you're what you seem to be saying is, do you, if you want to express your homosexuality, if you want to express your homosexuality, yeah. that's your business, right? right? Um, and I got my hands like people can see. Yeah, I see. Um, they see it in spirit. Yeah, but um. To 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 have these kinds of discuss. This is why I even felt the that that whole bathroom thing was kind of foolish. You know, when North Carolina and Virginia, particularly those two states, were very adamant about having bathroom bills. North Carolina actually passed it, but Virginia had it in their um, state legislature for it didn't pass. But um, having these kinds of discussions with kids who are nine, ten, eleven, 
even younger, eight, seven, six, whatever, why would I have these kinds of discussions with an eight-year-old, with a nine-year-old? I wouldn't have a discussion with a nine-year-old about anal sex, right? We mm-hmm. would call that you know, just complete debauchery, that talk with a nine-year-old about something like that, or oral sex, uh-huh. right? I wouldn't talk with an eight-year-old about something like that. Why then would I talk with them about homosexual sex? Why would I have a discussion or even entertain that topic with someone at that age. Now, adults having that discussion, that's something entirely different. Well, You're an adult, you process things differently. But children, and as, as a parent, understanding the, the, the way children's minds work, children process things differently. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I would say that, I, I hear your point. I wonder, though, if what that show is trying to address or give light to is not necessarily the physical act of sex, but maybe feelings, romantic well, no, they, feelings. The in the what's it, the tagline of the show? Yeah. It's Andy is looking to discover his sexuality. So it's a it's okay, beyond. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no. But it could uh, still be on a romantic or yeah, emotional could, level. Right. So now to be fair, to be fair, you can argue both sides, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you can separate the two. Well, it's all wrapped up in the one. It's 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 I think I I, I would say this that um I I definitely don't think that you should let the media and television raise your children and I know people say it and it bears repeating, it goes back to the the byproduct of that is that everybody wants to be a celebrity. Everybody wants to be famous, right? Mm-hmm. But then the other part of that goes into what we were saying even before that, and that is that um, you know you got to get down to lay down, get down or lay down when it comes to when it comes to Hollywood. That means that you have to get down with how they do things, or you sacrifice your future and your career and and, and your dreams. And so, <laughs> and so when it comes to uh, Disney, Disney is a big historically purveyor when it comes to pedophilia. And when it comes to these child sex rings, and that's real because if you look at if you look at a lot of these, a lot of these uh, child actors that grow up, whether it's Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, J- Justin all Timberlake, the people Justin, Mickey Tim- Mouse in the Mickey Mouse Mickey Club. Mouse Club, exactly. What's the girl Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus? Look where she at now. That's a Disney. That is somebody that's on them Disney shows. Andy Max is going to be the next. Whoever playing him going to be the next. What the heck happened to this kid? So what what? That mindset that was going on behind the camera, so to speak, is now making this way now that we're in 2017 and all the predictive programming that's been going on is now making this way in front of the camera, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think that yeah, the question is whether it's age front. appropriate, yeah. you know, that's, that's the, the question. Point, yeah. Is it age appropriate? And I just want to push back against that just a little bit. Uh, my brother and I were raised in an environment where our parents talked about sex for our entire childhood. I'm sure there was a point prior to which they didn't. I don't I don't remember that, but they made it a point to make sure that we um, that we didn't have subjects that were off limits although no anal sex didn't come up at age eight or anything like that but what i'm saying is that people will say this is not age appropriate or i don't want uh television raising my children but my question is do people discuss issues with their children before the media has a chance to distort that thing that they're trying to teach their kids because i think there's a problem when a parent 
does not discuss sex, discusses everything else, everything else about life, everything else, does not discuss sex to even their elementary school kids all the way through, does not take their the agents, the, the, the opportunity as a parent to prepare their kids for life and then complains when their kid gets that information elsewhere. I think that, and that's a very good point that you bring up, that parents have to be the initiators of that. Um, there's a, you know, there's a, a, a scripture in the Bible where it says, you know, when I was a child, I thought like a child, I acted like a child, but now that I'm a man, I put childish things away. I mm. put childish behaviors away. And, you know, the, I, I, as a parent now, I understand that the reasoning behind that scripture, because there's a way in which children's minds processes information. There's a way in which a children would, children draw conclusions, you know, that differ from adults. Mm. And, Very good. and so it's not to talk about the because I've talked with my children about that, but to the certain degree, there are just right. certain levels of it I'm not going to go to yet right. because you don't have the mental capacity to draw the correct conclusions. And yeah. so you may say, yeah. yes, boys like girls That's and this good. is where babies come from and mommy and daddy love each other and things like that. But you don't get into the specifics. Now, to have a 12 or 13 year old, you know, work through discovering his That's sexuality. Good. That's good. That that's a a to me that's a depth and a, and, a, and a certain level that I'm not sure you go to with a 12 or 13 year old yet. Now maybe 16, 17, 18, when they're when they've got a little bit more of their mental faculties to a certain maturity level, maybe we can talk through. But I just don't think at 12 or 13 that I'm talking with my son because this was a a boy who was discovering his sexuality. Um, I'm not sure if I'm having that discussion with my 12-year-old. Let me just son. add let me just add to that and this is a question as a not as a clearly clearly a non-parent asking this, but it, what if your son right now was quote unquote discovering his sexuality um in a variety of ways. And so at what point does a parent come along and say, "Let me um let me do some, you know, help you with that discovery with respect to um, giving you a context instead of you just sort of discovering your sexuality, drawing conclusions about who you are based on what other people have said or what you think you feel. Who is, is there guidance within that? Well, I can't tell you if there's any official guidance in that. I can tell you what I practice. I'll just say that. And I'll put it like this. You know, and this is how I used to get, I used to, not anymore. I used to get into with people on Twitter a lot about this who would try to compare, you know, when, when that show first came out, Orange is the New Black, and, and people were just saying, you know, X, Y, and Z is, is the new black. Yeah. And then of, of course, gay is the new black was a, was a thing. And so I would just get into it with people on Twitter, and I was like, you know, you, you can never compare being gay to being black. It's, they're, 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 it's apples and oranges, right? Oh, how can you say that? We have suffered discrimination. And I was like, yo, if, if you don't see how being gay is not the same as being black. Twitter's not going to be the place where we're going to you know, come to this correct conclusion. So now to to your point, if one of my children was like, yo, I want to, they wouldn't say yo, they would say, you know, dad. <laughs> if they were just like, listen, dad, I might be having these feelings. Let's just say, you know, that is a different discussion than discovering my sexuality. That's why I'm saying we have to be very careful with the language in which we're using. If my son is 16 or 18, and maybe it's not homosexuality, maybe he just has feelings of being a whoremonger, right? Dude, you know how you know how it is. Dudes just want to sleep around and bang different chicks. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk to him about that too. Like, but at that point, he, he's a little bit older where he can understand what he's doing and, and the recklessness in his behavior. So it's not keeping the children away from these discussions. It's 
age appropriate. It's when you engage in these things. So at a 9, 10, 11, 12 year old, Mm -hmm. maybe you have feelings that you like Mm -hmm. people of the same gender Mm -hmm. as you. Then you explain to them at that level what maybe you start talking to them about marriage. Mm -hmm. You start to talk to them about the correct design by the Lord for human male and female relationships. You know, like I liken it to when they train people in the U.S. Mint to find counterfeit money. Mm -hmm. They don't train them on counterfeit money. They train them on real money Mm -hmm. so that they can spot, you know, counterfeit money. And so that's what I would do. That's the method that I would employ. I would employ the method of clearly articulating to him what I believe the, the Lord's original intent was. So that when he can, when those feelings arise, you would at least have something to counteract that. So it's less about what age to begin and that sort of thing. It's about being age appropriate in that type of conversation and in that type of instruction. Mm. What I'm not going to do, you know, like our friends over at Disney is 12 years old, having boyfriends. And then, and then from, from where do you go from there? You see what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's that slippery slope. Where do you go from there? Boys kissing? I mean, because they got you know they, they got the little boyfriend girlfriend kissing yeah. on some of them shows. So that see that's the exactly. next logical I don't, step. I don't, right. The, you know, a lot of people like to use that term slippery slope. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can make the beeline connection. You make you know what's next is is this? You see what I'm saying? You don't have to say slippery because so many people say the oh, slippery slope. Oh, well, that's what Christians say because they're afraid of stuff. But no, make that connection. What's next? I like that. Yeah. What's the difference I mean, between having a boy kissing a girl? And a boy kissing a boy, you know, it's, it's, it's either yeah. way, it's yep. the same show. Mm-hmm. And so it's about it's about normalizing the yeah, behavior. Yeah, that's know. that's the point. I'm again. This is why I said in the beginning: if you want to, you know, practice your homosexuality, practice it. Go ahead, right? It's people that's polygamous who have four and five. Why? If you want to do that, do that. Like that's your business. I'm not I'm not coming into your house. Mm-hmm. But when you then try to normalize the behavior. Like don't don't come at me trying to normalize it. Just say this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that's what you want to do, then just live your life right. and it's all good. Right. But we can't stop there. I have to now encroach upon what you're doing so that you can normalize my behavior, and but, that is the problem. You know, that's like uh, um, it's similar to like this whole like trans thing that's mm-hmm. going on. And so you have like these, uh, you know, you have this term trans woman, right? It's about to get hot up in this joint. I know because people, it's a delicate topic, but you know, I say what I say because I think through things and you have a, a amount of people that say, well, like when International Women's Day came up, you know, they're saying, well, I stand for women. That means all women, including trans women. And, okay. That's one thing people say, but then you have. Sometimes you hear people say, and a lot of times it's women that'll say this. They'll say, they'll say, well, trans women are women. And to that, I have to object, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I would say that trans women are trans women. And the reason why I would say that, even though somebody want to bite my head off and get real mad, the reason why I say that is that, you know, I know you may not like this, but you know I have a vote in this too <laughs> because I'm a man, <laughs> and men. I, speaking as a as a as a man, and and how how men and women have been genetically designed to connect with one another and be magnetically attracted to one another. That as a air quotes straight man. A majority of men like women, 
women, women that were always women, not trans women, women. Now, there are a segment of men that like trans women. They would love to know where the trans women at. Straight up. There's a radio host in New York that love trans women. Right? Like, so when you try to say trans women are women, I think that what you're doing is not recognizing the distinction that's happening. Like, if this is a third group, then let it be a third group. Let it be another group. I mean, that's what you want. Yeah, right? they're saying gender, gender is fluid anyway, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, why? It's like you kind of want it both ways. Let it be fluid if it's fluid. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, did, let, because, because if you don't, what you do is, like, you, you put, you put this already vulnerable population uh, in a in a place that is dangerous, because if they're interacting with men and men don't know that and then find that out, well, that puts that person in harm's way. Yeah. So yeah. it's it, it, I mean, if that's where we're going with this, and so that that's just kind of like my response when it you know when you when you talked about like normalizing normalizing behavior like if you want to be distinct be distinct and, and wear it and just do that yeah no pun intended you know so, so we just got to be careful that's all i mean we have to be wary like you know eve saying that you know parents have to be those gatekeepers and i'm you know that's that was the even my whole reason for bringing that point up because i you know i make it a, a point and i take it very seriously to be a gatekeeper for my own children um but I just found it very, you know, alarming that, you know, certain behaviors are, you know, they're really forcing it to become normal in, in our society. And I mean, I, I understand that that's the, the, the society that, that, that we live in. So, you know, I just let's uh, let's let's wrap. I just wanted to really quickly shout out um, the Jew three project. Um, shout out them. This this is my this week in the news thing. I just wanted to shout them out. They have a an interview with um Dr. David Daniels and it you was know, an excellent interview. Excellent. Yeah. He's a scholar. He's a scholar and a gentleman. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um and you know, for for those of you guys who aren't aware, and a lot of you might be, that you know, last week a lot of people celebrated Reformation Day and it was hashtags Happy Birthday Reformation Day and five hundred, Reformation five hundred, all that stuff. It was all over social media. Um, well, they did an interview with this gentleman, Dr. David Daniels, and he talked about the um, start, the, the beginnings of the Reformation and how some of Martin Luther's thoughts and ideas honestly were inspired by the Ethiopian church. Yeah, the church that predated the Roman Catholic exactly. church in the first place. The, the, you know, for those of you who didn't know, because it's rarely mentioned when people talk about church history, is that there was a Christian nation, right? A kingdom in Northeast Africa, I guess East, East. Middle, mm-hmm. just East Africa, well, not e- Northeast. E- Ethiopia, the area of Ethiopia. was called Abyssinia back then, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, It would encompass Ethiopia, Eritrea, and a lot of the surrounding yeah, areas. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, it's, it's East by geography, but not necessarily East by policy. It's, okay. not, it's not considered East Africa by policy. Okay. By Africa's definition. Yeah, yeah, not. yeah. But... So my whole point was he had um, he um, met a gentleman by the name of Deacon Michael, and I forget Michael's last name, but if you listen to the interview, it's very powerful. I rarely shout out other podcasts, but I wanted to shout this one out. Um, and I wonder how many people are even aware of that. 
as many people who cape for the Reformation and, 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 and cape for Reformed theology, I wonder if people understood that it was his interaction with this gentleman and then they began to correspond with letters, obviously, because it was pre-anything technological, they wrote letters, um, that they, you know, him and other scholars in Germany and in Norway and in Sweden and a lot of the Northern European countries became aware of another Christian society, civilization outside of what they knew as the Roman Catholic or Western um, Orthodox Church. And it was from a lot of those conversations and correspondence that really began to inspire him to even move toward um, nailing that 95 Theses on the the door of the Catholic Church. I thought that was a really amazing interview. Um, And like I said, the gentleman's name is Dr. David Daniels. He's written a lot of books he has his own website. I forget the website, but if you look up the Jude 3 Project, he gives all his um, information. Or you can just Google Dr. David Daniels, um, and you can see some of his work on online. Get some of his books. Um, Jude 3 Project. Yeah, yeah it's, in, it's a podcast, J-U-D-E, and then the number three, Jude 3 uh, Project. Yeah, it's a, really, it's a good uh, podcast in terms, of, in terms of content. If you go to my Twitter, you'll, you'll see I, I actually shouted them out this week on, on Twitter. So if you go to my Twitter handle, that long one that I quoted earlier, you'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll see, and I, I shouted them out. So it was a really dope interview. But that's my this week in the news. So we're, we're not we're actually not clowning Christians this week. We're actually giving one a shout out because he decided to be a scholar um, and really do some research on the Reformation. And so I would encourage you, particularly those who are you know history buffs and like to look up church history, that you do some research on the Coptics in in um, Ethiopia and and look up the the history because one of the oldest churches on earth is actually in ethiopia yet it's rarely mentioned in church history even though it's brought up in 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 the new testament exactly even though it's mentioned in the book of acts it's rarely mentioned when people go through the you know list in of of church history so anyway with that being said we thank y'all for rocking with us this week all right um as always we're going to work and work and work to bring you that mature content yes we as you all know we talk about race politics everything including uh, children, <laughs> including children on here. And as always, we will keep God in the mix. So for Eve and Avery, this is AJ saying thank y'all. Peace. All right. Peace. Have a good one. Let's get started. I won't teach you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders. Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten. Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving. Don't follow their feelings that are being misleading. They the ones that keeping it biblical Keep it 100 when others saying it's fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the light while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks is hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinction